This is a homebrew podcast. So, uh, Nagish, uh, you have any, do you have any other friends before me ever in your entire life or just lonely forever? I've, I've had many friends, but since being imprisoned by the, uh, by the Norns, I haven't had any friends in a very long time since you. Uh, so, yes, quite, quite lonely for many years, but I did have one friend that was quite memorable. They went on many grand adventures with me, escapades across the multiverse. Really? Sounds yes. fascinating. Yes, those were good times. Uh, their name was, was Zuma. Zuma and I did all kinds of things. We went to Gantera, which is an entirely other planet you may or may not ever hear about. I've never heard of it. Yeah, just excellent company, great sense of humor, lovely smile. Do you think they're still alive? Can you see it with your powers? Well, um, I, I, I can see them, but again, I don't know if that's past or present. It's hard to say. Let, let's say it's present. Let's say they're still alive. That'd be quite nice. Thousands of years later, or maybe hundreds, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, if they're anything like you, I mean, they've gone on these epic adventures. We should seek them out and get them to join our crew. We should, we should. Let's see. Um, third star to the left and straight on to the Dusk of Destiny, or whatever that poem is from the epic of Shag Mahal. I think he's over there. Uh, let's, let's, let's go find Zuma. Welcome to the Shadowcats, Zuma. What are the Shadowcats? Oh, don't worry about it. Welcome back to Sanity Damage, a tabletop role-playing game, actual play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan, and joining me tonight are Pippin, the madman Moriarty, and Alex, actually insane clacker. Join us on episode 57 of our first campaign, To Whom the Sea Belongs. Last week you made it to Raylon, you almost got into a fight with him. And we found out what is going on with the party back up in Trison. So let's pick up there and see what they do now. Uh, Moriarty and Pippin. Wow. Moriarty and Clacker. <laughs> as well as Lucky. I am the only one here for today's episode. Thank you. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, yeah. I'll just be over Sorry, here. Clacker. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> wow. Moriarty and Clacker wake up along with Lucky in the spinning wheel in and Tavern, having uh, completed a long rest. Yantor is there. A handful of uh, civilians are in the tavern as well. Um, many of them look to be in a state of kind of disarray. Uh, one of them actually looks very odd. Has um, it, uh, it, this person is still very much humanoid, but has like drooping, almost tentacle-like uh, features coming out of his face. Almost mind flare-ish, but not not quite a, a pure mind flare. Um, and uh, they're all having uh, breakfast. Yantor is serving them up a, a bunch of hash browns from Body Nook's stash of non-magical potatoes. And uh, um, Yantor sees the three of you wake up and he says, uh, Well, we, we we should plan what we need to do now and next immediately. But uh, just so you know, all of those people over there used to be statues. And over the past few days, I've been turning them all out of uh, their stone state back into normal people. So uh, they're valuable members of Trison. That one over there with the with the face, I mean, you know, I, I have a moose head. Everyone can have their own thing. It's fine. <laughs> but they uh, have had... Uh, uh, they mentioned that they used to be uh, pretty powerful in the ways of magic. So might also be a 
uh, an ally worth worth making in whatever endeavors we we decide that we need to do. Well, how about we get this curse off of me so I can finally get some good rest? Right, of course, of course. And he like puts his his hand on your orca snout, and uh, he removes the uh, long rest curse. Ugh. Deleted. Save the document. <laughs> um, Moriarty's still just staring at that guy with the almost mind flare-esque looking face. He's just thinking to himself, you know, did they just like play Picasso with his face or something? And then they unfroze his statue and now he's just stuck like that. Thoughts in his head as he's spiraling, spiraling into insanity. Were we able yeah. to use sanity dice to before our long rest last night? You can use, yes. <laughs> okay, I just <laughs> gotta find out if I could be less insane. I would not say you could be completely sane, given everything you've been through, but you can certainly work on being less insane. Good, good. Yeah. Alright, I'll do that. Well, I think I first then need to try to roll the dice to remove that curse. It was a DC 18. Okay, so I've rolled a 6, so it's gone anyway now. So I didn't get the effects of the rest, but now I will in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to use some dice as well then for my sanity. Health isn't too bad. Gotta get that sanity back. So we woke up and we're a little bit rested. Well, I am, you're not. Yeah, Clacker's still exhausted. <laughs> uh, guys, I, I'm still, I'm, I, I'm going to play dispatcher okay i'll i'll organize everything from here i'll keep charging the the totem i got uh i rejuvenated overnight so i can uh juice the totem a little bit more but i i lucky's ears just droop his head is like completely you know soft and smooth he's just staring at his feet it's fine lucky we'll you charge the totem now we'll eat something i then clack and i and anybody we can muster up here and if you don't mind yon tour we're going to go grab Jack and then teleport the fuck out of there. Uh, okay. We can we, we can do that. And uh, assuming that... Let's let, let's hope he's still okay. Assuming he's still okay. And then after that, we can go back and handle the whole Apex situation with all the gnolls, right? That, that was the deal. And if, as long as we get... Yeah, well, as long as we get Jack back, the deal still stands as far as I know. All right. Well, let's get Jack... Uh, let's let, let's go. I'm, I'm going to finish these hash browns up here. Uh, lucky actually takes charge of that and so Yantor passes it off to him and like he starts running the tavern fixing up breakfast for everyone right uh clacker's gonna kind of look at moriarty and then look at the guy that looks like the mind flare and be like what's what's up with that guy what do you think's going on there honestly i just think you know uh i use a statue that i attached some things to him and when i undid it i think they're just permanently part of his face now oh wow that's terrible i know right what wouldn't want it to be me oh no Glad we got no, rid of those, those those hags. Oh yeah. I mean, you can ask him what his fa- why his face looks like that. Oh no, I don't. You know, I I don't, I don't really want to. I'm kind of scared right now. That's that's a little too much for me. I don't think I can do it. Fair enough. Alrighty <laughs> then, Will. We gotta get going then. Yeah. Is look we get to it'll gather up uh, Yantor? Or does anybody? Oh yeah, Yantor. Do you know anybody around here that would be of help? Well, like I said, that one over there with the the face is a. Uh, oh. A caster of some kind. Oh no! <laughs> I leave it to you, Clacker. Oh no! Sorry, that was the most NPC line. <laughs> I'm gonna finish these hash browns real quick. It's all up to you, Clacker. I'm gonna, you know, eat up these uh, here of hash browns. Oh no! All right, 
Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, I can, okay, I, can, I can do this. And Clacker will walk up to him and go, Oh, hey there, how you doing? How's the weather? <laughs> TJ, um, would you like to introduce your second character? Ooh. Oh, yes. And please feel free to, like, re-describe him, because I don't feel like I did him justice. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> Fabulous Vile is a, a small man, hunched, and, uh, by age, um streaked uh black streaked through white hair a green and a blue eye almost skeletal in his frame very uh skinny and um decrepit a permanent almost permanent grin a very large mouth for his face um but almost permanently in a toothy smile he is covered in just vials and bottles and what looks like bits of items wrapped in what could be skin all through these uh ratty tattered robes and a large book almost like comically large to his size um hangs from his waist um which also seems to be covered in maybe more than one creature's hide um yeah uh that's that's mr uh fabulous nice and i'm sorry did i imagine the tentacle thing when we were talking Oh, yes. And yeah, he is, um, not only is he decrepit, but if you look closely, you might see moving, something moving in his robes and, uh, in and out, um, almost like another appendage, uh, a tentacle of, of sorts. It's unnerving. It moves through. So his always looks as if his, uh, skinny frame is like, there's like a creature moving inside of his robes. And sometimes it pops out a slimy octopus-esque tentacle. Does everyone have a, um, oh, I'm forgetting the word now. Like a little pet. <laughs> a familiar except me. <laughs> oh, um. This is like yes. a ratatouille situation. <laughs> I do have a familiar as well. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's Fabulous Vile. Excellent. So, Fabulous, you've been approached by this hulking orca folk who timidly asks you how the weather is. Well, it's 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 no good for my bones, obviously. It's it's fine, I suppose, though. Who are you? Why are you asking me these questions? I have no money. If you're begging. Oh no, I'd never. I don't need any money from you. That's okay. Oh. Uh, but I do need your help. Help? Where's Ooh. Oh. Uh, Strange species orca folk, eh? Yeah, I, I could be convinced to help if you might uh, separate yourself from a bit of your uh, your flesh, maybe. Just just a little, just a piece, maybe. Uh, I, I could use it. No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> you hardly even noticed it was gone. You, the time. Oh, just, yeah, I, I would know. Just a bit. Uh, you know, maybe another time, but not right now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of using it. Hey, this is quite dingy. From eating his hash browns, Moriarty yells across the ta- like the counter. Why don't you just give him that tooth that's growing in your blowhole? You have a tooth in your blowhole. And then chuckles. Interesting. Interesting. Is it always been there? Is it a new growth, a mutation of sorts, possibly? <sighs> My horn. 
I would help it's... you if you gave me your horn. I like that. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, Clacker's blowhole grips tighter on the horn. Oh, no. Are <laughs> rolling on the floor laughing? Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> come, come. Give and take. Give and take. That's how <sighs> these situations work. You know, I gotta. We have to get the help before we can get you anything. Oh, you're trying to hard bargain. I'm an old man. Why would you want to take advantage of me? I have lots of important work, you know. I can get you something better than a horn. I'm listening. You better not be pulling my leg. Oh, I no, really don't not. have time for shenanigans. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we can get you uh, a tooth. tooth. A tooth of something that's even better than what I got this horn from. Ooh. You see, have you heard of the Eye of the Norn? Eye of the Norn. I like the sounds of that. Yes, I could use that. That would be a great component, a base for a new, beautiful evolution. Something, a new pet, maybe. All right, all right, I I will help you. Uh, I will help you for this Eye of the Norn. Uh, but if you know, if you trick me, if you try to run out without paying your bills, I will use all of you, not just a bit. Okay, we got a deal there. Very nice. Would you like to shake on it? <laughs> Moriarty stands up and looks at Clacker. And <laughs> as he says, would you like to shake on it? A uh, writhing, like, octopus tentacle comes out of his robe, like, around where his chest is, and, like, reaches out to, like, shake your hand. And I'll look at Moriarty, and I'm like, he said he could. He said he would help us, and, you know... You're you're not giving him the eye of the Norns. No dick backsies! Ugly well, there's no handshake! I never said you were giving it to him. I said, have you heard of it? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me shake the hand. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to get the Eye of the Norn, no. Oh, why not? That's part of the deal. Oh, no. I just asked if you heard of it. No, I want it. You said you'd give me something better than a horn. Eye of the Norn. That's what you said. I said a tooth. A tooth? In the Eye of the Norn? Yes. You did say a tooth. Why are you running circles? (laughs) What is this tooth? Is it in the eye? I do not have teeth. Well, you could put teeth in the eye. If you gave an eye a mouth. Oh, that could be very useful. I should write that down. So anyways, you give me tooth of the eye of the Nord. Yes. Yeah, I can do that. Shake on it. I look at Moriarty. Moriarty's just like resting up against his fishing pole now that he's standing and he just throws his hands up. He's like, I don't know what you're doing. Just what? <laughs> cleans his hands of this. I will, take the old, I will take the ugly man's. It's true, even though I don't need them, they're probably worthless. So, you're just getting a tooth. Yes, a tooth. Wait, who manned bits? But if betrayed, I get all of you and all of his bits as well. Whose bits? The ugly man's bits. The one I can smell from here. Moriarty points at Yonfor. Oh. (laughs) Deal. Shake on it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I need Moriarty to shake on it then too now. No, don't worry about him. (laughs) Well, okay. And we'll shake on it. I spread out my fingers so that they actually show that they're fingers when I shake, oh. and then I draw <laughs> yeah, them. His, and then I draw them back. <laughs> yeah, his hand, his like tentacle, like wraps around your hand with like a slimy suckers, and then shakes, and then pulls back in, leaving like a mucusy residue on your Ugh. hand. All right, it's settled again. Let's be off. Where are we going? What did you? Oh wait, you said you needed help. What? What, what kind of help did you need? 
Well. Well, you should have asked that first. I will not lift anything heavy. I'm an old man. <laughs> we need you to move this couch real quick, man. <laughs> pivot. Pivot. Hearing him say that Moriarty is going to put his shoulder, uh, his hand on a clacker's shoulder. It looks like you're still carrying the totem then. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was that was always the plan. I always, I like carrying it. Are you, what are you, some kind of uh, tribal people? I have no time for uneducated sloths. You just said, signed away all of your time, didn't you? You just did your help. What is, what is, what is it that you need help with? Well, that's a, you just need to help us with whatever we say. Well, what is it? Like you said, everything. Yeah. Everything. No, you I said, said I everything. Need, uh, yeah, I said I need your help, and then you said, <laughs> okay, and then I said... We'll give you this tooth. You were okay. Yeah. What, tooth what do you in need? the eye of the norm, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So you can help us. Just come with us. Uh, fine, fine. <laughs> All right, then. So having reached well, an I- agreement, <laughs> 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 you um, make your way for the tavern door, and uh, as though by fortuity, when you open the tavern door, there is a woman standing before you, barefoot, with uh, pine straw and leaves and such in her hair. And Ellen, would you like to introduce your next character? I sure would. So before you see a very tall, strikingly beautiful, ageless, ethereal, high elven woman with this blonde mass of hair that kind of could use a brush, kind of has twigs and leaves in it. She's wearing a handmade, uh, highly decoratively embroidered gown. Uh, not really gown, more of like a dress. And at her her waist, she has belts with just like dried, dried snake skin and dried plants and like little animal bones and tons of like cloth and just scrolls sticking out of it. And she has a big, big sun hat and tucked into the um, band of her sun hat is more just random random nature things that she's found um and she's standing there not really wanting to engage just acknowledging the fact that she's there and she's kind of has a little uh parchment in her hand that she's looking down at and then looking back up at you guys and looking down at and she said hmm you guys are late you're supposed to be here days ago is your friend no yeah, no, I don't know what this is. I am not sharing the tooth. If that is what you're trying to do, making deals with us. I have The tooth is mine, teeth. woman. I do not need any of your teeth, sir. I have teeth of my own, thank you. Yes, yes, could I have one of them? No. <laughs> oh. Well, don't have to be rude. Look, I was predetermined to be here at this old forsaken inn at the predetermined time and... You two were not here. Him, and she's pointing at the little uh, octopus man. Um, you were not mentioned. Uh, divination is wildly uh, untrackable. That's why I don't use the magic. It's it's not foolproof. You cannot control it. I hate it. Very well. Well, regardless if you believe in divination or not, I am here to help. What are we doing? Evidently nothing. They don't know what they need help with. Well, you just said you'd help us. We don't, you know, we'll tell you when we get there. Yes, indeed. All right, so a magical lady just walks into the inn, claiming a predetermined stuff, Clacker. 
I'm beginning to think she may not be who she seems to be, and it's really somebody that we once fought and is just back and trying to get on our good side and then stab us in the back. Um, no, I don't think I fought you before. Exactly what that hag would say. (laughs) You think I'm a hag? You think I'm a hag? (laughs) You silly little man. Deal with me. With a lot of hags, huh? Well, we dealt with three. That's two are dead and one, one disappeared. Three too many, I think. <laughs> we come back from the whale and you're here now claiming predeterminism determined self. It only makes sense that you're the hag. I have a point. I follow a very specific order where if you practice and are learned enough and spend enough time, you can decipher the stars and other other meanings in nature. And look, they told me to meet a party here at this time, except you guys were two days late, and I'm here to help. So I'm here to help. You can take my help or leave it. It is of little consequence to me. Yeah, I'd have to say, I think your two days, you were a day late, later than you were supposed to be here. Because we had left the end by that point that you were, you reached here. So you were late, not us. Okay, I can just not help you. And she just turns to leave. <laughs> Moriarty turns to the skeleton man, <laughs> the skeleton like octopus man, and clacker. Well, do we think she's the hag? I'm not a hag. I can still hear you. I'm not. I don't know what I need to do to prove I'm not a hag. I, I, I am seeing a pattern. You are most likely once part of a large group. I would think, and you are neither of you. Uh, the the face of said group. You're not very good at. Uh, Communication. <laughs> well, it's a little bit better at most other times. One might say we're not quite all there right now. Well, she smells like one of those tree huggers, so she could be of help with whatever it is you need help with. She smells like a tree hugger. I take that as a compliment, sir. Yeah, it's like the soil. The, 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 the life that is not life. Moriarty is gonna walk up to her and smell? Is that what a tree hugger smells like? Kind of smell like Yontor. Just a little less musky. So, but you're you're going to help us go get Jack then? Who's Jack? Yeah, he's just step one of this help that you're helping us with. <laughs> I'm going to save a bunch of idiots. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> you, you're already caught on right now. You'll find out when we get there. <laughs> I feel like TJ came through there just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but they are our idiots you get to save. So, um, back to the uh, docks. Hemming once again ferries everyone across. Uh, he glances at Clacker. He's a little bit chastened from Clacker's outburst yesterday. But he'll say, uh, just be be careful back there. I'll be, I'll be waiting on this side of the river. Oh, hey, yeah. Sorry about yesterday. You know, it's, uh... It's been, it's been a wild time, and Clacker's just thinking about the well and everything that's happened, and he's just kind of snaps back. Still can't sleep. Now he can, but still hasn't slept. Yep. Still hasn't slept. Right. Yeah. So you know, it's like a two of you know this journey well. The uh, the well itself is ominous, has that same kind of imposition of fear upon you as you approach it. Especially those of you who have been here before, like now you know that that feeling of existential dread was very well merited. Uh, you make it to the well by midday, and the three enormous stones that 
you uh, formerly, that Moriarty used to manipulate to reveal the different holes, they are so spun around that you, uh, uh, they, they don't reveal any uh, hole that descends down into the ground. Uh, the smallest of the three wheels has a little hole that just goes about five feet down and then it's solid stone because it's not spun over a, like an actual opening. So this is where we're supposed to be. Yes? Yes, but that shouldn't be closed like this unless Nikesh shot it on us. I don't know why he would do that. It'd be weird to twist his eye around like that. Hmm. I don't know what's going on. In case, in case Pippin forgot, Moriarty might have forgotten through madness, he might remember, but when you charged it in the Matrix, the entire eye spun around a lot. I did kind of forget it did a bunch of the yeah. spinning. Yeah, so everything got shuffled and then you escaped through Dimension Door, which doesn't doesn't care about that. So it's it's mm. the same uh, rotation as it was when you left yesterday. Well, Moriarty is going to like look at his notes and then move around to where the hole should be. And then turn and look at Clacker. Well, I, I think we should try our luck at breaking in then. How many charges do we have on this totem? Lucky and a handful of bystanders that are grateful for no longer being stone statues right. have fully charged your totem. Got it. Oh, yeah, I think that's our only option is we got to break it back in and we got to get him out. Now, if I recall, you can uh, choose whether you drag the totem with you or not when you dimension door. So if you set it up over the hole, if like a Yontor volunteers to hold it and just that's his job, if you'll let him get away with that. Um, but you could all just, like, in a row, Dimension Door down to it. Or down to the chamber. Because Dimension Door, you can take a friend, right? Yes. Yes. So you could do it in two trips. I say let's go. Um, <clears throat> well, ladies first, right? Yes, indeed. I'll I'll just be here. I'll be right behind you. I'll come down well, after all of you go. You have to know where you're going. I'll go with you. I don't think oh, I've said right. my character name yet, but Celine is going to take Clacker with her. And go through hole. Right. Let's go. Yep. And uh, you arrive in the uh, fateful chamber at the bottom of the Well of Fate. Clacker, I imagine this causes Orca goose flesh to prickle all over you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's completely empty. No sign of Jack. No sign of Nikish. Uh, there, there is a sign of the struggle. There's a stone gorilla arm that has crumbled <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> but no sign of Nagish or Jack. Oh, there! I missed Pop Boy. There he is. Pop Boy. Pop Boy. Pop Boy. Uh, looking around. Um, would you care to explain what you did here? What? 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 What are we supposed to be looking for? There's supposed to be a big, a big, huge eye. The eye of the Norn. That's it's With name is it. It's got a many teeth. And our friend was in here too, and now I don't know where they are. And he's probably just going around the room. Can I make some sort of check, Nathan, to see if I can figure anything? Yeah, make an arcana check with advantage just to represent the group effort. Can I guidance myself? Mm, just this once, but I'm not, I'm officially not setting precedent for you to be able to do that on yourself. Uh, that's, uh, that 21. 21. Nice. Um, with everyone's help kind of poking around uh, Moriarty and uh, Clacker pointing to exactly where the scuffle happened and kind of how events broke down, 
and with Celine's uh, magical inclination, Celine, you are able to gather. Um, I personally, as a DM, I've always found that it's weird that Arcana checks exist and detect magic exists. Like I know one mm-hmm. is supposed to be purely academic, but just in practice, I'm giving you kind of a sort of detect magic through this. So you're able to sense the uh, traces of the Eye of the Norns uh, and its enormous power. And you're able to sense that significant energy was expended from it. That Nikish, after his eye had been fully charged up from the like laser that went in and caused the eye to gyroscope and all of that, and turn into like an actual fleshy eye instead of a bunch of wheels within wheels, he used all of that magic to open a uh, portal casting plane shift. And he and Jack are no longer on this plane. Well, do you like the good news or the bad news? Any news. They're dead. Well, I don't... I don't think your friend is dead. I also don't think he's on this plane anymore. Out of this plane? Yes, this plane of existence. I think... So not dead, but as good as dead. Not necessarily. I mean, we don't know if he's going to be on this plane forever, if he's going to come back, if he has already come back in another location. What this... Nagish is what you called him, Yes what this Nagish has planned, but unfortunately, without the significant power this Eye of the Norn holds, I don't believe we'll be able to follow him at this moment in time. Yeah, fuck. Well, glad I could help. You're not done helping. Uh, How do we, what do we do? We gotta get him back here. We need, we need to get him here. We need to, we we need Jack. Moriarty's gonna try thinking he's gonna just, like, sit down on Popoy as, like, a chair. He's just (laughs) not sure. He's just thinking it's like the what is it the ottoman from uh beauty and the beast like hops up and you just like, sit on it yeah fuck that we do we do oh fucking i trying to think here clacker where do we go from here i don't know i don't know what we can do don't have no, jack but look he's a useless pile of shit mate's oh, going <laughs> <laughs> moriarty is obviously not happy with lucky at the moment <laughs> Sitting away at the the inn. <laughs> He's done. He's, uh, I'm done. I'm just gonna cook. <laughs> just just done with that. Moriarty, stay with him right now. While while the boys are talking, uh, Celine's just literally gonna sit on the ground and just go through like her papers and her her bits and scraps and kind of see if she can interpret anything. Okay. I don't know what we what we can do. Do we just do we wait here? We can't plane shift with this totem. Probably wait forever if you do that. That would be so boring. There's nothing here to even take apart. Plane shifting without a destination would be fruitless, unfortunately. There are many planes of existence. We'd be essentially needle in the haystack. I myself can't plane shift, but I can move us all back through trees if we want to go south and worry about the apex and knolls situation. That might be the next course of action. I mean, no leads on Hudson right now. Is it that the ship sailed long ago? Sakurai is a mystery. Jack's gone. Mitsuka... Mitsuka's back in... Where was it? Cliffs Bay. Cliffs Bay. Wait, no. I don't actually know that, do I? You know that that was Mitsuka's intent. Okay. I remember you were suspicious of it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah I was suspicious literally of literally just ate her. Mitsuka got eaten by a mirror. Does Apex or Cliffs Bay ring any bells to me? 
I think Apex would. Uh, I'm not sure you would have ever heard of Cluspe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll come back to Apex in a second. Uh, Moriarty and uh, Clacker would both know that Cliff's Bay was, like, a pressing issue for Kraz, and that presumably Mitsuka did actually go back there. Um, as for Apex, Selene would know that Apex is basically a corrupted druid that has been causing trouble for, uh, for Selene's, uh, family. Is that a fair word? Family is a good word. And, uh, um, and for Yantor, uh, probably just through making small talk, Selene would know that Yantor and she would be pretty similarly aligned on uh, Apex. I'm not sure uh, she would see him as a pressing issue or not. No, I don't think, I think she's, she's like, oh, he's a silly, silly little side quest. Probably see him as, like, disillusioned or misguided. Yeah. Hmm. I've heard of this Apex. He's, you know, an idiot. Well, we're in good company. They'll get along <laughs> just fine. <laughs> so, I guess... Clacker, what do you think? Should we go to Cliss Bay or finish what we said with Apex and then go back to Cliss Bay? I think we should. Now I'm going to get real close to Moriarty and kind of put my arm around him and be like, now, Moriarty, listen, I know we said we would help with Apex and everything. I think we should not do that and go back to Cliff's Bay instead. Yes, abandon your quest and let's go back to Cliff's Bay. No, Sounds I'm, fantastic. No, I'm, 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 I'm whispering. I'm talking very quietly just to Moriarty. <laughs> oh, I'm standing between the two of you. You're very tall. <laughs> I just, I'm just imagining it now. It's just such I really don't enjoy being at growing height. I don't know why you smushed between me. I was standing over here to be out of the way. <laughs> to be fair, how tall is your character? I'm like five foot five. Okay, yes, you're about growing height. <laughs> 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 They're right, well, just, I mean, that is a good plan, but what do we tell Yontor? Don't want to exactly burn that bridge either. Yeah, I know, because we gotta, we need his help to get back to, to Cliffs Bay, so. I mean, we could get back to Cliffs Bay right now, but I just don't want to, you know, he's a pretty powerful druid, that we, you know, that could be a bad bur- bridge to burn. We already have the one hag after us, Moriarty says as he eyes a certain person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm going to claim your bit someday. You know, what if we what if we go back to Tristan and we we get some people there to say they'll help him and then when he's not looking, then we'll just go to Cliffs Bay, you know? Like uh, we can point and say, Oh, what's that over there? And then he'll turn his head. <laughs> I mean, like I guess we could do it we could pull a shenanigan like that. I think it would work. I've seen it work before. I just wish there... I mean, I personally wish there's a way we could get back here and finish this. Like, something about the Apex just rips me the wrong way, you know. Oh yeah, me too, but... Well, let's... We'll, we'll talk as we get back, and I guess we'll leave this place? Unless... Yeah, well, we can... I don't think none of us have plane shifts, so... Even if we could help from the portal... I just thought of an idea. We have we think Mitsuka's back in Cleve's Bay. She, she, she might be able to talk to Yod, like Jack did, and be able to find out where Jack is. Or oh, yeah. could talk to Yontor. Maybe he can ask. Then again, it wasn't too truth for the last time. Yeah, that's true. Alright, let's just go back to Tristan, and then we can... Who's all here with us? I am, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the party is currently Selene, 
Fabulous, Vile, Clapper, Moriarty, and Yontor. And Potboy. Ugh, Yontor. If we really want to shake things up, I do see a possibility as we gather everybody around the totem and just go back to Cliffs Bay. Yontor won't be too happy, but he can help us out out there and then we can come back. Yeah, that's true. We could just take him with us. (laughs) Could just... (laughs) Changing all my campaign notes. (laughs) Alrighty then, I, I think that's actually, it's a little bit shitty of us, but I can't even say I think that it might right be a, I think that it might be a plan. Contour is just like, I want, I want him to fight a guy named Apex. You need to fight him, guys, come Look, on. Look, if, if you would like my opinion, not that I'm saying my opinion matters, obviously, Apex small potatoes. If you feel like you have need to return to Cliff's Bay for a greater purpose, I think I'm sorry, Antor. We we need to we need to follow that thread. We Apex we can squash easily. I'm sure of it. Man, they did believe it was you know, mind flares and you know, that in their ilk we're gonna take over the city and the, the island and then the countries and things like that. So it, it's potentially a very hot bed of evil there right now. One could say as it, it, you know, it's probably the greater quest. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I think so. So, alright, everybody gather around. We're going to start teleporting back up to the seat, the, up, up top. Alright, I'll, I'll hold it here and keep it steady. <laughs> alright, everybody gather in. You are three charges short right now, so someone would need to pump a total of six hit dice into it. Six hit dice? Mm-hmm. You can split that up however you want. I'll throw in a hit die... I could be dead tomorrow. I'm giving you nothing. <laughs> Yontor will throw in one hit die. He's a stand-up guy. This is a bad time to say that I don't think I can pump any energy into this this totem at the moment. Got four to go. Wait, I would have gotten them back after the long rest. Or you would get half, half back after a long rest. Half back. Okay, so yeah, I can I can put one in. I can do Three one. Three to go. Two to go. I can put in another one, but only... <laughs> I'm not putting in two. Come, come. Do what you need to do. <laughs> I put in well, one the more. Good and all. You're going one to this big... Go. I'm like 900 years old. I could keel <sighs> over if I gave you any of that. You think I'm young? I'm 127, I believe. You're like a baby. I know you're an elf. You do not think I'm an idiot. I am only a human. I'm ancient. <laughs> Alright, fine. Moriarty puts in the last bit of energy that it needs, and then he's just gonna activate teleportation circle with everybody touching the totem and shift us all to Kraz's lair. Alright. As he does it, he's gonna say, Sorry, Yontor. And then the spell activates and we all go through. Sorry for what? Wait, where are we? (laughs) (laughs) I remember this place. Whoa. Yeah. I almost died in here. Why do you did? I already called it a bunch yeah. of potions. I don't think I've ever seen this map before, actually. Yeah, Clacker and uh, Moriarty would definitely have a visceral reaction to appearing in this teleportation circle. Seeing these oh. zombie skeletons, kind of, uh, or lizard folk zombies and lizard folk skeletons, grinning toothily and kind of waving as you appear. And uh, Kraz will come around the corner. Oh, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, Mor- Moriarty and, uh, Clacker, I think it was. Nice to see you again. 
Brought some new friends, it looks like. Hello. My name's Kraz. I won't try to kill you all this time. Pleasure, I'm sure. Hi, Kraz. They're not my friends. They're more like, um, work acquaintances? Well, they're my friends. Oh, nobody really cares, actually. The small man is somebody we picked up for a a long-standing order of help. And the (laughs) other one, I think, is a hag. But she's in in our service at the moment. Not a hag. If I was a hag, you'd be dead already. And you're not dead already, so I'm not a hag. She's not a hag. I just cast magic to figure that out. Well, you did not have my consent for that, but... You're in my lair. (laughs) He has a valid point. That's a fair point, sir. (laughs) Well, I appreciate the the clear-up there, Kraz. What would... uh, I've been unsure about her this whole time. What brings you all back here? Do you want some uh, some tea? Do you want some oh. tentacle meat? No, 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 no. Do you no, have no, any I... sanity? I think I'm much more sane now than I was when last we met. No, no, the, like, the, the tea. What, what, what do we call it? Oh, sanity, yeah, Vran, sanity. The sanity. No, not, not your mental faculties, but... <laughs> uh, Kraz, can you just give me the tea? <laughs> I don't have that kind of tea. I mean, I, I have seen quite a few people pass through here lately. Island's been hopping, as the kids say. Oh, who's been coming through here? Oh, uh, there was this, uh, I think he called himself a Diablist, or Diablomancer. His name was, uh, Abraham. Uh, there was, uh, your, your friend, your friend, my friend, one of my best friends, he's undead, Zachariah, he came through here. <gasps> Zachariah's here? Uh, not here anymore, but he, uh, he and Abraham, the other fellow, they set out together. Uh, not... Uh, just a few days ago, actually. Went back to Cliffs Bay. Oh, so there are, but he's on the island. Yes, yes. And I'm sure you remember Slork and Hashes and all of the other uh, lizard folk that live on the island. I've seen them on and off. As he's talking, he'll kind of gesture you to follow him uh, and uh, sit on uh, like animal furs and stones and stuff to uh, relax a little bit. He'll hand you all some tea. It has no sanity healing properties, but clacker on a scale of <laughs> it's not very good by your standards it's a crit <laughs> fail clacker smells it and doesn't even drink it he just puts it up to his face as if he's like drinking it Ooh, mm. just want to be insulting I'm glad, <laughs> glad you like it big fella Moriarty's is gonna go look at the pot and notice like he has his socks in there and stuff yeah Celine <laughs> does not drink the tea before anyone okay. even like goes for it I kind of like motion to them I'm like no it's just <laughs> no. Thank you for the tea, uh, Crasswood. Do you know? So you say they went to Cliffs Bay again? Uh, yes, yes. Two of them set out together. There was a giant, uh, purple cloud. Some people might have called it the glow cloud. Uh, they went to, uh, to Cliffs Bay to see what they could do about it or to learn from it. Um, it's, it's dispersed. I mean, obviously, if you look outside, we're pretty deep in my lair, so... You might not be able to, to hear it from here. Uh, but if you listen very faintly, you might hear like a, a peal of thunder. I think there's some hurricanes going on, but looks like the magical cloud itself is has been dispersed. That's, that means they're doing a good job out here. So, love to stay in chat. Moriarty sets down his glass of tea onto a stone near grass. I appreciate the drink, but if you don't mind uh, leading us out and is there anything we should know about getting back to Cliff's Bay? Is it a sure shot still? Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, 
we're not even in near Tristan at all anymore, Yantor says, uh, n- looking over at no, Moriarty. Absolutely not. I said sorry. <laughs> Wait, but what about Apex? What about the gnolls? They're going to destroy my forest. They're going to destroy all the little squirrels and chickadees and chipmunks. They're going to we... eat everything. We'll, we'll get back there as soon as we can. Unbelievable. I wouldn't trust them. To be fair, it's 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 almost justified with the whole clacker being mad at you. And now you can start even. Dead even. Hmm, make a, make a persuasion check. Look at all the bits. <laughs> I can make something very nice out of this. Going to use Moriarty's single use of inspiration. <laughs> this, um, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting your name, Tyrell. Fabulous. Um, fabulous. Or Fab. He, Fab. Fabulous. Fab has found the table full of disgusting remains from different creatures. You can definitely Isn't pick up some of Oh, hell yeah. Twelve. Oh my god. Oh, you I should get inspiration. Okay. <laughs> For a twelve. Oh, um, nah, I missed it. Guidance if you wanted it, but I missed it. <laughs> Let me find Yontor's stats from way back when. Yes, if it yes. was allowed, that's like a I D6, right? Actually, I take D4. it back because I don't think Celine likes Moriarty. No, no guidance for Moriarty. Dude, I'm nice. sorry that I was convinced in my un- my insanity that you were a hag. She's repelled by your ugliness, man! So now that you need my help, I'm not a hag. No, is you're that, not a that... hag because he said you weren't a hag. Okay, so you didn't believe me. Why would I believe a hag saying she wasn't a hag? I'm not a hag! That's what every hag says. We just fought three hags and one disappeared. It only made sense she was coming back to try to get us. All I'm saying is that you wouldn't believe me when I said I wasn't a hag and then another man said I wasn't a hag and you believed him and not me. Because he cast a spell that said you weren't weren't a hag. I'm waiting outside. Figure out what you're doing. And she goes I'm outside. not even waiting. Yontor stands up and hits his massive antlers on the ceiling. I'm not even waiting. I can't believe that, Moriarty. After everything we've been through, you promised we would go and fix the knolls. I've got to go and protect my my town. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, my forest. I know you want to just go through there, but you're not going to be able to just hoppity hop through the trees because it's, you know, kind of separated by an ocean. And the boats are where we're going. He folds his arms. I'll find a way. I'll, I'll walk across the ocean floor if I need to. You guys are really crushing it. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, Yantor. Just just help us out and we'll, we'll go fix Apex's situation. Yantor storms up the room. Oh. Chris, can you keep an eye on him? I, I can uh, keep an eye on him, certainly. I mean, he can have a bed here if he needs it until he figures out what he wants to do or how he's going to try to get back. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm taking up residence in my lair again, obviously. I will message you uh, using the spell message if I learn anything that you might need to know. I'm in contact with Slork and with Hashis and with a handful of other of my friends. I don't believe you've met all of them. Uh, so uh, if you need to go to Cliff's Bay, reunite with Zachariah. I think that's a great idea. I'll just be in touch as I hear more from everyone. Oh, also, Hashis and all of his friends, they're planning on completely taking over Cliff's Bay, so just be careful around him. God damn it. Oh, wow. We were gone for maybe a month, and it's already come to that. Yeah. Well, I wish Hashish all the best. Hashis, all the best in his endeavor. Let's go. I guess, yeah. Right. Let's 
we gotta go find Zachariah. I'm glad he's here. Can you just give him a heads up where we're gonna be? We're okay to get through there? Oh, will do, will do. I'll let him know. Um, when I come back into the, like, main room from the gross table, there is now a patchwork, um, a vaguely octopi creature resting on, uh, Fab's shoulder. Nice. I knew you were three octopus in a trench coat. I just made this. I was bored, so I made a new pet. Now, who's making assumptions? You think you think he's an octopus in a trench coat, and I thought you were a hag. We all make mistakes, then at school. My bodily blessings do not make me an octopus. Just because I have an orthopodic attachment this is an unfortunate side effect of the great work. Oh, does it have a name? And I got a pet little octopus. Oh, I think I'll name him Gilliam. You could call him Gil. <laughs> oh, hi, Gil. I, I, I pet it. <gasps> it squirms and wreathes. Writhes. I'm disgusted, but in, like, a cute way. <laughs> he is quite adorable, if I don't say so myself. It's oh, like yeah. Lucky with goose. Little goose. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh. I just thought about something. Oh, what? Um, we didn't bring Little Goose back up with us out of the Negatius place the first time. And we didn't rescue him when we were down there this time. That's, that's our bad. I think last episode, so before the interlude, I misremembered where Little Goose was. I thought that you all left him up at the Well of Fate before going down into Negatius Lair because he like ran up and tried to eat Maybe. Lucky and you reminded me he was muzzled. Yeah, yeah so he his we'll token was there. at the spinning wheel, so I thought he was in the spinning yeah, wheel. Yeah, his token was both at the spinning wheel there. and in the well of fate. So we'll 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 say he's back with Lucky. Okay. Alrighty then. This entire journey with these idiots, Celine is just practicing meditation and zoning them out. Don't worry, you you'll learn what it's like to be half mad eventually. She she's not listening. She she did not hear anything that was just said to her. <laughs> so this horribly dysfunctional party sets out from Kraz's lair. It's mid to late afternoon at this point for all of you. Now uh, I am uh, gonna take just a second to be sure I have all my timeline straight, and then we're probably gonna cut scene back to the other party. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be weeks. I thought it was gonna be weeks, Nathan! No. Let's see, let's see. You know what they say about assuming. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> oh god. Okay, I'll go ahead and explain to you and to our audience kind of where the timelines are right now, because it's not perfectly synchronous just because of how DD works. The uh, last episode, three three weeks prior, the pre-interlude episode, we uh, were on uh, the night of rain summer the 25th in cliffs bay we cut back to the well of fate actually about 24 hours before that so the cliffs bay party outpaced you a little bit outpaced the tristan party a little bit um we are now almost caught up it's afternoon so about four hours from now as you're setting out from kraz's lair is when the battle with raylon begins so we're skipping four hours into the future jack and nagish are off doing their own thing currently it's all going to become contemporaneous probably in a few episodes um so one how long does it take to get from kraz's lair to cliffs bay uh two days a day and a half if you really push it day and a half okay 
In that case, I'm just gonna wild shape as a steed the whole time and just leave these fools in the in the <laughs> dust. If we had more charges, That's what he could use transportation. <laughs> Every time she tries to get a little way, Moriarty's gonna smack her with his fishing pole and just stop her non-lethally. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you if you convince if you can convince um, Yantor to work with you, he can transportation you all much more quickly. But we'll determine whether you can convince him to do that or not later. Maybe next week, maybe not. We'll see how the timelines go. For now, let's head back into the <gasps> lair beneath Cliffs Bay. Fuck. What? Now I have to pull up a different character sheet? <sighs> yeah. And I have to pull up Raven, too? Oh, my gourd. Oh, my gourd. Uh, are we... I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh I no, scared. the turn order's up. It means we're about to I'm roll initiative. It is time to roll initiative. It's time to duel. I cast Pot of Greed. And I draw three cards. You know the video. It is how it works. And then I cast Pot of Greed again, which allows me to draw three additional cards from my deck. I, I have no idea what you're referencing, but I'm loving it. It's, it's very <laughs> good. What a coincidence. Is what he's and, I draw, and I played Hungry <laughs> again to draw another three cards from my deck. And then I cast I used this card, which then allows me to take a card from my graveyard, which I use again to cast Pot of Greed. Draw <laughs> <laughs> three. Graveyard like, is that how you play? Yu Gi Oh! Is Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Is it play Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh trolling someone who's actually playing and he's playing against him? It's and like, like Yu-Gi-Oh saying, like, guys, like, this isn't what, like VR. How you, it's not how the card that works. That is how you play. Like, it is. It is how it plays. That's how it works. <laughs> and they're doing voices from the show and the other guy is just like a normal person. <laughs> I need to make yeah. Oh, gosh. I still need to roll for initiative. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait. I was oh, wait. Up. No, just kidding. Oh, I love the Yu-Gi-Oh. Voice from 22. The show. How do I roll <laughs> initiative again? I completely forgot. Oh no, I, that's not. I'm not Celine. I am the other one. The other one. I mean, it'll say it. You're Celine the Star Child if your name is Celine the Star Child. I'm not Celine. I'm not a hag. I'm so sick of people telling me what I am and what I'm not. Your pen. Pen. Your penny. Penny. Okay. My hippo. Abraham got 11. What was a 20? 20 for pen. Cody, I'm so, I'm so, I felt so bad you were just hanging out this whole recording session, not really doing. You know, it's okay. I really don't mind. I actually thought, I'm like, and then any minute, any minute, <laughs> and then any Jack's minute. Jack's gonna pop in. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but any minute. <laughs> Be fair, I was ready for that any minute. <laughs> Moriarty's crazy right now, and it's great. Yeah, Clacker's losing his mind. He still thinks everything is a dream. Life could be a dream. I, he's not wrong. I know, right? He's right, yeah. <gasps> Just so you know, dun, dun, that's dun. Fab when he's actually sane, so. Okay, uh, is everyone ready? Centered? Um, what is Penny's character voice again? She's a little up here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta switch voices. <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, so just to remind everyone, you've come into this center chamber uh, that's kind of in the middle of Raylon's lair. Raylon and some of his compatriots are around a 
conference table that appears to have been pilfered from Cliff's Bay, and uh, it appears they were just conversing with one another, but obviously he's been speaking into your mind as you've been drawing nearer. And so Tor can see him now, Penelope might be able to, Griff might be able to, but we are fully in initiative. Everyone is aware of everyone else, even if you can't quite see everyone. So, Tor, kick us off. Well, stretch, time to fight. Tor's just gonna rush into the room, apparently. Yep, Tor's just gonna rush right in. Alright, what's Tor's passive perception? Uh, Tor's passive perception... 14. Okay, cool. So he rushes in. Uh, Dope. Love it. And just being barely (laughs) outside of the range of the big guy, Raylon. He's going to swing around his anchor, and he's going to bash... What are the Quaggas? Quaglet? Quaglet? Is that what I've seen? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, you are flanked now by Quaggas. There's one on either side of you. And across the table from you, there's Raylon. Tor's going to be swinging his anchor, throwing it at the one that he first saw as he was running by. And then on its back swing, he's going to, like, spin it around and smack it into try to hit the other one. Let's see if they hit. Nice. Oof, those are bad rolls. An eight, which is a nat one, and then a 12. Those are bad rolls. Those both miss, unfortunately. (sighs) And then... Bonus action, I can still summon my tentacle. And I'm going to summon my tentacle, and it's going to attack Raylon. 24 to hit. 24 will hit Raylon. 12 cold damage. Nice. And I don't have a little... Oh, I'm sorry. I keep meaning to turn that into an official token, but I'll pull your your tentacle back. (laughs) The official tentacle token of sanity damage. (laughs) Get yours now at Linktree. Patreon.com slash the Right. Buy yours today, and you can have tentacles like Tor, too. I just mean, like, something that has a token property that you can edit as though it's a token. Mm. Set quasi-real token. Right. Um, TJ, I'm, I'm sticking bomb pods up in this corner. Feel free to copy and paste as needed. You got your token Okey-dokey. there, Tor. And same thing with your spiritual weapon, Penelope. Got it. I, I, I'm out of that this round, so. Okay. But thank well, you. Never mind, then. Uh, anything else from Tor? I guess that was all of the That would be stuff. his turn. All right. So, Penelope, Tor has rushed in. Okay, so you had mentioned that this chamber had vaulted ceilings. How high would you say the ceilings are? I would say the ceilings are about... Well, they're not 10 feet high. We'll say about 15 feet high. Okay, that works for me. Um, oop, I need to pull up the right character sheet. Penny is going to take her action... To bamf out her wings, so she's gonna take a deep, deep breath, and when she exhales, she's gonna have wings sprout at the back of her that are shimmery and bioluminescent, and now they kind of have like tinged smoke at the ends of it, kind of almost like raven feathers. And she's gonna fly pretty much straight up and then move a little over this wing, and then that's gonna be her turn, and then Raven is gonna fly forward 20 feet. All right. And you still have uh, Spirit Guardians active. I do still have Spirit Guardians up for 10 minutes. So Raven's going to fly here 10 feet. Yeah. Or, and sorry, you just feet. recently recast it after the episode where you destroyed everyone, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to say it lasts for this whole fight is 10 minutes. I mean, it's concentration. Yeah. So it might go this, away. This, yeah. So yeah. that one from the previous fight uh, went out. This is a second casting of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you cast it right before you walked in the door, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raven is going to cast Toll the Dead on Raylon. Let's go. 18 to hit. For a wisdom save? Uh, yeah. No, it's an arranged... It's a range... I have a... It is a ranged weapon attack. Is that not right? Not for Toll the Dead. Toll the Dead. Xanathar's... Wisdom save. 1d8 necrotic. I'm going to copy and paste what I have on Raven's character sheet real quick. Hmm, that's weird. Should be Which is fine. We can do save. it as a save. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it as a save with your save, DC. So instead of like okay, so an 11 be... or whatever, it'll be 15, 16. 15. Okay, so he got an 18. Doesn't take damage this time. But I tried. Yeah. And Raven is in the room. I move forward. No. Because I think I still have movement on Penny. I'm just going to move forward a smidge and get that Grimlock. Sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> Start doing work on it. Yeah. Smart. Oh, man. I was so not prepared yeah. to play Penny this session, and I'm like, what? what is this? It's a DC... I was going to pop, pop this in chat again. It's a DC uh, 15 dex save. Yeah. Okie doke. Which it takes at the start of its turn. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's also when no, you No, it takes it, when I it? move. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Spirit Guardians is buff like that. Okay, um, dex save. Getting exactly 15, so still 7 damage. 7 damage on it, and that ends my turn. And Raven can come and fly on my shoulder. Alright, and what is your passive perception? Uh, Passively perception? I don't think you've ever asked me this, and I don't think I've ever looked at it. It's like... Perception modifier. 14. Cool. The uh, West Anakin captain across the room from you. Uh, this is obviously just one of those guys you fought before who is under the sway of the collective. Uh, he is going to pull a musket and fire on Tor, not knowing that Tor is unhittable. Oh, actually, I got a 21. That oh, might hit. You do hit. Nice. Three, Take three. Three it's only three piercing, piercing damage. <laughs> and uh, then he... Uh, feeling invigorated because of that, is going to deftly move forward across the room, drawing a rapier and, like, saluting you with a tour, and then he's going to try to jab at you. Ooh. But completely miss. He also just barely enters Penelope's radius, so you can go ahead and roll more damage for your spirit guardians. Uh, 3d8. Failed his deck save. Yep. Seven. Man, sad roll, but damage is damage. My damage rolls are bad. That's fine, damage is damage. Damage is damage. Abraham, it's up to you now. Abraham will step into the room. Mm-hmm. You see the Quaggets. You see the uh, naval captain. You see Raylon just standing there, stroking his tentacles, watching with amusement as this plays out. I will, as a bonus action, take my form of dread. I'll look at Raylon as my hair loses its sheen and gets all crazy. My teeth grow, my eyes go black, and I'll say, are you ready to die like a friend? And I'll launch some Eldritch Blasts at him. All right. 17, 24. Uh, 17 misses, 24 does not. I'll apply some additional damage with my grave touched. Yeah, so it's 15 total 15. damage. Okay. And no additional, like, pushing or any of that? Uh, why not? I'll push him back. I mean, it looks like he's kind of up against a wall, though, huh? Uh, you're looking at the wrong one. This guy with oh. the big purple sword is Raylon. The one up there is the Mind Flayer that ran away back in your first encounter in the torture chamber. I see. That's why he looked familiar. Well, yes. I'll push him into the wall then instead. 
Sure. Um, I'm gonna have Raylon make a strength check. If he gets below a uh, 10, then uh, we'll have him take some damage from getting smacked up against the wall. Let's make a 12. If he gets below a 12, he got a 23. He's a strong boy. It's a strong boy. And then I will slink into the shadows. Okay. What is Abraham's passive perception? Abraham passively perceives at about a 15. Abraham passively perceives a writhing mass of tentacles pressed up against the wall directly above the uh, throne-like chair at the head of the conference table. It looks like an orb with an eye in the middle of it, and it has tentacles that have eyes on the end. Uh, I don't know how much Abraham knows about Mind Flayers, but it doesn't look strictly Mind Flayer-ish, but something kind of like a cousin to a Mind Flayer, maybe? I think canonically Abraham knows very little about Mind Flayers. He seemed pretty confused by them when he first got here. So okay. I keep I keep saying Mind Flayer when I mean Beholder and vice versa. Looks a little bit like oh. a cousin of a Beholder, is what I meant. Well, he might be a little bit more accustomed to that. I still don't think he's yeah. ever seen one. Go ahead and make an Arcana check. Absolutely. Let's do it. An eight. I've never seen one. Yeah. You think it might be a Beholder? It might be one. Could be. I will point it out to Penelope and Tor as I back away. There's yeah. something weird hiding behind that chair. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's like, almost like a tapestry, like it's clinging to the walls above the chair, um, as though, as though it's like a spider on kind of the top ceiling and- It's on the walls. Yeah. All right. There are currently no Grimlocks on the board, so that will bring us to Arf. All right. Arf is going to move into the room so I can actually see what's going on. Oh my. Uh, oh, do I want to do, no, I'm going to save it. Uh, I will shoot at the... <laughs> Spike growth out the gate. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Do it! Um, <laughs> he said there's no Grimlocks on the board yet, meaning there's more things coming. What? Um, anyway, I don't want to metagame, but anyway, I don't want to use Spike growth yet anyway. Two little people. I'm going to go for this um, Quaggeth here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a shot. It growls at you in like a gorilla bear noise. We'll go to you too, buddy. <laughs> uh, for a 14. Yeah, that gets it. Six piercing, um, plus three psychic. So nine right. damage, and then I'm going to take another shot. Mm-hmm. Come on. 18 to hit for eight more piercing damage. Nice. And then I'm going to uh, just kind of duck around the corner with the rest of my movement that I have. Sure. Given that this is the same Grimlock that, or I'm sorry, the same Quaggeth that Penelope worked on with her Spirit Guardians, it's not quite bloodied, but it's rapidly approaching that. Y'all have done good on it. Great. Um, and next up is Griff. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Griff steps around Arv here. Oh, hello. And he's going to open fire with Tiny Tim on the gent entangled with uh, Mr. Tor. Sure. You would definitely recognize all of the um, filigree and the... What was that word? The tassels on the shoulder? Epaulets. Epaulets. Epaulets, thank you. Yeah, so you recognize this whole uniform. You know this is a former member of the same navy as you, but now working against you. You fucking traitor! And he will fire a shot and fire another cannonball into the room. A 13 and then a 29 for 21 damage. 
All right, yeah, so the, the 13, the captain sees it coming and, like, limbos out of the way and then comes up laughing and brushes his coat off just in time to get smacked in the face by the next one. <laughs> Taking him uh, down. He is then, he's bloody now. It happens a... when a cannonball hits you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. And then, uh, as a bonus action, I will uh, chuck uh, some gunpowder into the nice. room. And that'll be my turn. All right. Uh, Penelope, you're flying, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm about 10 feet up in the air. Okay. With that in mind, the Quaggiths are going to move up and try to attack Tor from both sides. They started their... T- well, one started its turn in your Spirit Guardians. The other one moves into it. So go ahead and okay. roll me some damage. Just roll damage once. I'll apply it to both of them. 18 nice. plus... I forgot Ooh. to add this for my wings. Eight because of my wings. Because I have them up. Right. And it does radiant damage, but yeah, love yep. love the, yep. uh, the smart build. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Deck saves fail and fail. Nice. So they both. Nice. So it's eight more on top of the plus 26? 26. 26 yep. damage. Six damage. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. That's a crazy spirit guardian's damage roll. The, yeah, the that was the crazy build. damage roll I've ever done. Plus I got <laughs> the plus eight on I'm going to go ahead it. and back apply that extra eight to those other guys who would have taken it. I wasn't going to mention Ooh. it because I felt bad for forgetting about it. And that was on me, not you. That's okay. That's very right. generous of you. Yes, uh, thank you'll you. Need I appreciate it. Very magnanimous. He says you'll need you'll it. Need it. <laughs> you'll need. Oh, now I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> what did it take? Took it took an hour and a half this time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, the the Quackets are going to uh, go to town on tour, or so they think. One of them is bloodied, so it gets uh, advantage on attack rolls, nope. and it does extra damage. So let's start with that one. Two claw attacks, both with advantage. 23 to hit for um, six plus, 15? what is that? 2d6 extra. Uh, nine damage. Oh, so nine damage, okay. And a 19 Meets it, right? Or are you 20? Nope. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay, and then the next one. Uh, miss with a 17 and a hit with Meets a 20 it. for 6 damage. And this Opera okay. Quaggeth, having been scourged by the nuns with the rulers, is going to take a step up to exit the area. I imagine that won't do much good. You'll just move up, but it's fine. Uh, that's all for the Quaggeth. So we've got this Beholder-esque creature that is clinging to the wall. It unpeels itself like one of those like sticky hands that you throw at a window. Uh, and it it floats out into the room. So it's about as high up as Penelope, gazing over at her. Ooh, beholder air fight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready for that. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do two eye rays on Penelope and one on Tor. Two and five on Penelope. Penelope, please make a wisdom saving throw. With save? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 16. Nice. You um, you feel kind of existential dread coming over you. The um, skin on the back of your neck prickles up, but you manage to shake it off and you are not frightened. Uh, second ray, I'll need a constitution save from Penelope. If it's a fright... Oh, I don't think I can be frightened while I have my wings. Hold on. I could be wrong. That's cool. I didn't realize that. I mean, you saved against this one either way, so... No, it's fine. fine. Uh, con? Yes. You say... Okay, I can do that. And this one is nasty. Uh, 15 con. Save. And you succeed. It does not stun you. Hell yeah. So you did not get stunned. Your spirit guardians remain intact. All Let's of which go. is great. Let's um, go. Against uh, Tor, we've got a 
six from the eye ray, so Tor, I'll need a strength saving throw. I'm sure you're going to crush it, but it's going to try to fling you across the room with its mind. Oh, it's going to try to fling me. Well, I had advantage. And now I'm remembering the magic item I gave you. <laughs> 17. It uh, doesn't matter. You're fine. <laughs> this thing has powers, but it's obviously not as strong as, like, Nagish. Not that any of you would know that. Who? Nagish is pretty fucking strong, by the way. Pretty, pretty strong, yeah. That's the mind flare. I mean, sorry, the mind witness, the beholder thing. We've got the mind flare from uh, across the room. Uh, he's all out of his magic missiles, too. He used them all earlier today. Sure he did. That other chamber. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. You know what he, well, he doesn't want to stun all of his uh, allies, though. I guess he's just going to climb up on the table, hop down, and start hacking at Tor with his big old sword. Oof. Uh, miss with a 17, miss with a 19, hit with a 23. It's going to be a total of 21, 21. damage to her. Oof. Unless we shield. Ouch. Some slashing, some psychic. Oof, I'm going to need to heal you in a sec. All right. And uh, now it is Raylon's turn. Bottom of the initiative order, ironically, but he's just studying you all with steepled fingers, playing with his tentacles while he watches you, uh, figuring out all of your strategies. Uh, and then he uh, pulls his massive... A uh, great sword. It glows with a purple psionic sheen, and we'll find out what he does next week. Prick. Wow. Dun dun dun. <laughs> this has been Sanity Damage, to whom the sea belongs. Thank you for joining us on this epic voyage. We would love to hear from you, so you can go to Linktree slash Sanity Damage to find our uh, social media, our Discord, which is the best place to hang out with us. Pop onto the Discord. We are all there, and we are active, and we would love to hear from you. This podcast is a homebrew podcast, and our dice sponsor is FanRoll. So go to FanRollDice.com to get amazing dice and dice accessories. Beautiful liquid core dice. Those are some of my favorites. Uh, you can use the coupon code HOMEBREW for 10% off anything on the website. That's FanRollDice.com. Uh, also check out our Patreon. We're uh, coming up on three years of the homebrew network, and we have a ton of offerings on our patreon i write pdfs that we release monthly uh, that's just at the two dollar tier and there's more rewards that go up from there the pdfs i write are like character modules of each of the different pcs across the three shows speaking of which there are three shows check out the network um check out the homebrew podcast and power word fail which has myself and is dm'd by cody and also has tyrell Hell yeah. so uh go give all of those a listen this campaign is dedicated to brandon who we hold in loving memory, and to whom the sea belongs is a sanity damage campaign set in the Kaleidosphere. Join us next week as we really get into the meat of this fight.